This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We are going to get into the second half. And I will say thank you to all the people that have subscribed to the channel. We've got amazing numbers watching tonight. Nearly 500 of you watching live. Um, and obviously thousands of you will watch it back. So thank you ever so much for that. But we are going to get stuck into the second half of the show. So my first guest for the second half, it is the man, the myth, the legend. Hi, Sooty. How are you? It's after the watershed. So here we are. Happy days, David. Happy days. He said to me before the game, before before the game, when I say before the game, before the in the green room, he says, you might even see me smile. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his little smiley face. Uh, Are you happy, mate? Very happy, Dave. To watch them implode like they did yesterday, Dave, it's just, well, joyful day. Absolutely joyful. Well, we're going to get stuck into There's lots to talk. Loads already saying hi to you already. Uh, they do love you coming on, mate. Uh, I know you were there yesterday as well, so that's great. We have a returning uh, pundit. We've got young Kashmir that's joining us. Hi, Kashmir. How are you? Evening, Dave. Yeah, good to be back. And I obviously couldn't help almost chuckle when going on the tram to past, past the Hawthorns to... To to and uh, back from work today. I got to say it was a it was a it was a quite the experience of being at being at the game yesterday. But it's obviously a positive one from from the results perspective. Absolutely, and you were quite far back as well, weren't you? I was. I was a uh, row double X in uh, uh, in block in block AA in 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 the Smevic end. So right, could had a view 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 right from the top of the right right from the top of the right from the top of the away end, and it very much made the uh, it made the goals look even sweeter. Fantastic. And for our final fan and pundit today, coming on again, returning, who's very, very popular uh, here on the show now. Uh, we've got Lucas. Hi, mate. Hello, Dave. You okay? Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. Uh, you were watching, I think, with the family yesterday. On the, was, Were you there or were you on the, was it got on the telly? I watched it on the telly, yeah. Fantastic, which is great because it's really good when we get the different perspectives, when we've got fans in the ground and we've got people watching it on the TV as well. Um, it's good to get that little 
uh, different perspective. So just before we get started, if you do want to join in uh, with the chat, all you need to do is hit that subscribe button. Uh, not only will you be uh, able to get your Wolves news and updates and make sure you do watch the vlogs and the reaction after the game and all of that, uh, the fans' eye view, uh, but you can also join in the chat. And someone, you know, we've got over 450 watching live. So make sure if you're enjoying this, hit the like button because it does let YouTube know that you're, you're enjoying the content. Sooty, let's kick off with you, mate. I know you've waited for this day for a very, 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 very long time. And it's fair to say that we talked about being a kid on Christmas Day. You felt like, you know, I bet I bet you when you woke up, you know, yesterday morning, it must have felt taking you back to when you were a kid waking up on Christmas Day because you were so excited for this game. Well, to be honest, Dave, I was knackered because I couldn't sleep. You, you were that excited you couldn't sleep? Yeah, I couldn't sleep. So I watched a film the night before, and I think it was about one o'clock in the morning I went to bed. As you can tell, I've lost my voice as well. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you wow. didn't get to bed till one o'clock last night? No, the the night before the game. So, I mean, it was just... Uh, it's one of them games. They come out the traps, didn't they, Dave? And to be honest, they looked pretty... Pretty decent, the Albion. They just didn't have any yeah. cutting edge, did they? But they were well up for it. Fair play to them. Um, but quality always comes to the top, doesn't it? Always rises to the top. And I just think that we we didn't really look in major trouble. They sort of peppered us with a few crosses and a couple of weak headers in the first half. Um but there was nothing there, really, was there? Let's be honest. They're miles behind us, Dave. Absolutely miles. On every single front, Dave, as a club, um, playing staff, the quality of player, the kit, the <laughs> ground. We're just better, Dave. We're a better club. Always have been and always will be. The only thing they've got is they've won a few games against us, but they will never be classed as the greatest team in the world like we once were, Dave. They'll never be pioneers of anything. Never. We are a better, far superior club. Fantastic. Kashmir, your experience of the day yesterday, obviously you go into the away game. What was your what was your build up like? How was it? When kickoff was about to start, and what was your, how were you feeling as the game progressed? Well, yeah, I think woke up about twenty-five to seven. I think it was, and it was one of those feelings of getting out of bed, mix of feeling, oh my god, this is very exciting, and also having that that still that sense of nerves, thinking, uh, feeling the worst. Um, and uh, I was on one of the club coaches. There was about I think it was about 30, 40, 20, 30, somewhere between that many coaches that then left Molyneux. Um, all led uh, front and back by police by police outriders, which was a which was a first for me uh, and a and a bit of a strange feeling. Um, but got to say, to and from the ground, we were perfectly fine and no, nothing uh, unravelled. Um, security wise, was as positive. Um, and then, obviously, very much the, the atmosphere. I think right throughout the game up until the the troubles um, was pretty good by both fans. The usual the usual banter and uh yeah albion did come out the blocks quite well i thought we were i think perhaps maybe a little nervy at the start as was always 
going to be. Um, but at the end of the day, we, as um, I think as a squad, I think we as a side did um, did a, just 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 did a really professional job. Um, and the golfing quality was, I think, illustrated by both the goals um, uh, and, and mole of the story, I think, uh, for, for clubs up and down the country, particularly is don't give Pedro Neto too much time on his left foot because uh, otherwise he can do what he did yesterday and also against Luton back in September. So I think all in all, uh, just, a, just a solid performance. We did what we needed to do. It was always going to be a, a bit of a gritty game, um, but it was one that I think very much where we all, all enjoyed and paid dividends on the pitch and uh, look forward to Brighton in round five. Well, yeah, it's an it's another Albion in rock for round five. Actually, that you should uh, you should bring that one. It's like we've got rid of one, you know, we get rid of one monkey off our back in terms of like you know the uh, the hoodoo at the Hawthorns and that Albion thing. And the and, and let's face it, we've had a terrible run. Uh, I think mm. it was eleven games without winning. And in round five, we've got another hoodoo. It's Brighton and Hove Albion. It's like you know, but like. Why you know we can we can deal with that as well? Why can't we? Uh, we beat them. We've got a home draw. We can. Uh, we're one step away from the quarterfinals, um, and I, I don't see any reason why you know this team ain't going to go for the FA Cup this year and give it their all. And I think they. I think they want. I. I think. I really, really believe that they are hungry to try and go all the way in the FA Cup and get to the final this year. I really, really believe it. And if we have a little bit of luck on the way and we put in the performances, there's no reason why we can't. Lucas, on to you on the game. And then, obviously, do you think this team is uh, is out to, you know, go as far as they can in this cup run this year? I think we have a strong enough squad to... Do anything really. I think we've beaten the European champions. I think we can do anything. Um, I think it is possible um, that we can win it. But the West Brom fans at my school make me laugh. They're saying we're still 28 years unbeaten, even though uh, in the league, saying, um, oh, yeah, you, Hold on, hold on. You've gone to school today yeah. and they're, they're, they're now coming out where we've, we're 28 years unbeaten in the league. Is that is that yeah. is that literally what they've got to grasp hold of now? Yeah, they're just saying. But when before we played them, they said if we if we lose, we'll admit you have the bragging rights. But now they're saying um, we're still unbeaten twenty eight years in the league. Mate, it could be forty eight years unbeaten in the league for all they know. Because I'm not sure yeah. when they if they don't go up this year. And let's face it, that you know they're they're fighting for the playoffs and fair play to them because you know they've got they they have got a good home record and they're in good position in the playoffs. But if they don't go up this year, I think they're they could be nose diving all the way down to League One and going through all of that. It could be a very, very long time before they play us in the league. So yeah. I can't believe they're coming out with that, man. That's, did you laugh at that? Yeah, I just laughed at them. Loads of all times were laughing as well. I could imagine. Uh, there's a few people here. Carlos, George, clutching at straws. Outrageous. Oh, that 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 is making me laugh. Anyway, carry on, mate. So you've walked into. I bet you've loved going to school this morning because I mean, uh, you know, I bet you've really milked it, right? Yeah, Mondays are my worst days for lessons, but today I've had a massive smile on my face. Every corner I went round, just had a massive smile on my face where my walks go. Just seeing all the Albion fans in their little section at school, and I've just looked at them and smiled at every single one of them. That's great. It is a great feeling, isn't it? And I'll tell you what, 
there's a load of Wolves fans that have been strutting into work and to workplaces and colleges and schools and colleges around the black country and wider region that are going to be, you know, puffing their chests out after that, after that victory. And, you know, and why not? I mean, because we've waited a long, long time and we've had, we've, we've had them fair enough giving us the banter with the, uh, the, 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 the 5-1 and all of that sort of stuff over the last few years. And like, we, we, we won well yesterday. We were much the, you know, we were, we, I don't, I think a few people said, I don't think we were even anywhere near our best and we still won the game, Lucas. I mean, you yeah. watched it. What was your, how did you feel the game went? I thought the first 30 seconds, I didn't know how to feel. I was excited the whole morning. And I see the first 30 seconds and they're having a massive chance. I was like, this is going to go two ways. It was, they keep missing these big chances and we need to cap- capitalise or they'll put one of these away and, and they'll sit back. And they didn't capitalise and we capitalised with Doherty um, from a corner, Doherty straight to Neto. And Neto just does what Neto is proven to do. And um, I think that's what we should be trying to work on, attacking from set plays, because we've got Cunha, we'll have Wang, and we've got um, Pedro. That's loads of pace for a counter-attack. And you've also got Ryan Aitnori, Norrie. He's got pace yeah. as well. So them players, because on set beaters, they only have one or two back. So if we just get them boys up there, it's an easy goal or a big chance. Absolutely. I mean, good points raised there by uh, by Lucas. And, and, you know, mate, we did touch on uh, Matt Doherty's contribution yesterday from that set piece. I mean, some people, you know, were saying he shouldn't even start. Um, you know, I really do like Matt Doherty. Not the fact that he's probably the best player in the squad, but he has a whole dead on him and he's quite experienced. And he was very, very, very switched on for that corner. And as much as he sometimes gets, he, he might lack a little pace, he doesn't lack heart. And that interception that took virtually half the Albion team out and then the, the way to the pass, I mean, and the way he controlled it as well out the air, the awareness, oh, I just, that, that I think that moment of the game was like a match-winning interception and break. Yeah. Sutsi. Certain players for certain games, Dave. That that's what I I got a funny feeling he won't play against United because he'll get rinsed for pace. Yeah. Whereas eight Norrie won't. Right. Yeah. Mm. Just a quick one going back on the thing I said earlier about them being inferior to us, Dave. I truly believe they are inferior to us. But let's not just forget history here, Dave. They did help save us. Yeah. They raised lots of money when we nearly went bust. So it's a bit of banter, boys. Don't take it to art. Thank you for what you did for us. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, players for certain games. Um, Doc was good yesterday. They were all good, Dave. Nobody was outstanding. But they were all good. And when you're all good as a collective, you'll win the game. As I said to you a few times on here, you've only got to have three players that don't perform within any team and you'll lose. Any more than that, you will lose. So you can carry a couple who are having an off day. No more than three, you'll lose the game. Alex Ferguson said that. And he wasn't wrong very often, was he? Um, Doc, anticipation for the corner. 
I've, I saw the uh, the vlog that of the lad you were on about who was wasn't an Albion supporter, young lad, and he said so he got um, the one with a little tufty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the corner and everything on camera, and he said, "God, I'll be limbs here if, if Albion score here." Well, he was correct with the limbs bit because <laughs> ten seconds later, there's gold pyros going, everything. The Wolves end's gone nuts. And the Albion keep clutching at straw, saying the worst away support they've had all season. Well, they can't even fill the ground for an home game, Dave, with home supporters. So, no good criticising us, because I'm telling you now that we performed yesterday in the stands. We oh, were this is, that's what makes me laugh, because, you know, they were falling out with each other doing the pitch invasion and we're all singing let's all have a disco whilst, yeah. whilst it's going on it's like we oh. performed yesterday that take it from me we were loud yesterday they could say what they want it's an identical game to sunderland and newcastle last round when uh sunderland uh were all up for it you know they were sort of same sort of position as the albion in the championship newcastle same sort of position as us yeah yeah Fierce local derby, and Newcastle went there, weathered a storm, pounced on a mistake. Really, it's game over then, because we know nobody's going to beat us in the air. We're imperious in the air at the back. Nobody gets past Dawson, Kilman, and Totty. Since we've gone to that back five, we are tight, really, aren't we? Let's be honest. <clears throat> So they weren't going to intimidate us. Um, we were just a unit, really. We defended well. We broke at pace. And um, it was just a a good job done. And it, we've, we've, we've basically saved a lot of energy for the real work that happens on Thursday. Yeah. We, nobody's injured. Everybody's had a good run out. Thursday is the one that counts. That as such, just this ahead. is our big day on Sat on Thursday. We must beat. Uh, we must beat um, Man United. Well, I've had a very interesting interview today um, with uh, a top uh, with uh, the the United stand actually who've got one point eight million subscribers. <laughs> Uh, Beth from the United Stand. Um, and it's about a 25-minute interview, uh, which will be coming out tomorrow, looking ahead to the game, getting their perspective. And I can tell you she's not very confident. She Basically, one of the things she said is Wolves are our bogey team. Man United see Wolves as being their bogey team. So make sure, you, if you haven't already done so, make sure you do subscribe and hit the bell because that will be coming out tomorrow and it's a really good insight from Beth. She's a great girl. Um, and that's on the uh, that's coming out on the channel uh, tomorrow. Um, Lucas, you know, oops, he's disappeared. I think his internet's playing. We'll be back in a minute. Lucas, you know, uh, you know, you're a young lad. I think you're 15. Um, watching that, you get all the history of the uh, of the wolves and stuff like that. You know, you've seen obviously when you were a younger lad coming up into the championship, you've the Nuno years, the last three years, where do you think we are as a team now um, compared to the last two or three years? What is it that you really like about where we're at under Gary O'Neill and at this point with the team? 
I think it's the passion that the players have. I think some games that we, under Nuno, the players didn't show some good passion, but I think under uh, Gary O'Neill, he brought passion with the fans and with um, the players as well. Like um, Tommy Doyle, uh, when he was getting involved, shoved to him, he like, just point, turns around to the West Brom fans and points at the badge. I don't that, think was, that was sheer class, that was, from Tommy Doyle. He's literally having bottles chucked at him and he's turning round going like this. I mean, that's some, he had some bottle to do that, to be fair. Not And he showed that he wasn't being intimidated, which I was really, really impressed. And it, as I've said, I've mentioned before, Cunha as well, they really seem to be buying into what the club's all about. And it felt like that they'd watched the... Um, They'd watched a lot of stuff on the Black Country. I mean, someone messaged me actually, um, friend saying that my video, someone who that they said that the video that we did with all the fans had actually been sent to a player and they'd seen it. Uh, which, if that's the case, that would be that that's fantastic. That was we put that little video together and um, about what the Black Country derby was, but you can tell that they they knew what it was all about and how much it meant to the supporters, didn't they, Lucas? Yeah, 100%. Kashmir, you know, are you proud of the boys and where we where we are under now? I mean, from the start of the season to now, has your opinion swayed on, on your sort of aspiration for the season? Do you believe we can go all the way in the FA Cup? I definitely think it's a possibility. Um, and it certainly has been a transformation from the moment in which... Uh, Gary was announced as manager and obviously the natural scepticism that came around the appointment. But clearly we've got a side now who I think under like Nuno's um, first couple of years particularly have really got that togetherness and that sense and that realisation of knowing who, who, who they're playing for and the badge and the brand of Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, and it, yeah, very much pointed out and illustrated by by Cunha, who's finished yesterday, by the way, was absolutely superb. Um, and him just pointing at the badge in the way he did, saying, we rule the black country, this is ours. Um, and and it, it just very much, I think, is shown. And I think looking at the teams left in, in the FA Cup, yes, it is Brighton, of whom are, are, are who can be very tricky, as, we, as we've uh, had shown to our cost in two of the three games previous to last week. But... Um, Absolutely. I think they are very much beatable. Um, and the week after that FA Cup tie, they were in the Europa League. So I suspect Roberto De Zerbi is going to have a few uh, difficult decisions to make in terms of his squad. Um, is that, what is that fact? Uh, yeah, they, yeah, the Europa League last 16 first leg is the following week after the game on the 7th of March. So it's only eight days later, roughly. And obviously that will mean, I suspect, De Zerbi will probably want to ensure that for that, um, and knowing, I think, how seriously Brighton are taking Europe as they've shown in the group stage and credit to them for the way they've gone about their campaign um, as to I think they'll have to, I think perhaps if one or two of their key key men will be missing which could be to our I think which could be to our benefit Interesting that is and you know I mean because obviously we're going to have Premier League uh, games as well around that I think it's mm. going to be a mid midweek game as well There's and the other thing is with regards to uh, the fifth round there's no replays, so whatever happens, it's going to be decided on the night at Molyneux. Sutty, um, obviously, looking ahead, um, I know it's something that you're really, really passionate about. You want a pot. Uh, you really want us to go at it and win something. Have you been impressed with the the way Gary O'Neill's approached the FA Cup this year? 
well, being impressed with Gary O'Neill, Dave. But let's be honest, we were all uh, a bit cheesed off when he was appointed. Uh, even you, Dave, the most positive person in the world. I can remember you. I was going, shocked, to be honest. What have but we to done? To be fair to me, I did defend him. I, you know, well, when people call him out, I said, like, you've got to give the guy chances and stuff like that. And he's changed a lot of people's minds, hasn't he? Well, even I said to you, you know, quite a sceptical bloke, said to you, we've just got to get behind him and see where this goes. Because, uh, and let's be honest, after Ipswich, he would have thought all this would have happened, Dave. Uh, nine unbeaten, uh, nine unbeaten at home, uh, unbeaten in the last six or seven, um, and why can't we beat Brighton at home? We are the form home team, Dave. Molyneux has become a fortress again. We are not frightened of anybody. I will be bitterly disappointed, Dave, if we don't take that Man United side apart on Thursday, because I think we're better than them. Do you know what, as well? I was talking to Beth, and you'll see this on the interview tomorrow if you subscribe to the channel, but Beth, that we're talking, they're on minus five goal difference, United. They're three points in front of us. If we win that game, we will go above Manchester United. We've we done them there, Dave. We were robbed there. We've she, and do you know what? She admits that as well. We have absolutely tore them a new backside and some, <laughs> Dave. We were that good. Right, how they've got away with that? I still to this day I feel robbed. If we play like that again, we will pump these. They will not want to come to Molyneux, Dave. Nobody wants to come to Molyneux at the moment. Nobody. We've turned Man City over. Okay, let's be honest. It was a an industrious performance that was clinging on for dear life but it showed some bottle and it was a turning point yeah we've turned spurs over yeah we've deserved that we've, we've turned chelsea over how we never beat forest i don't know we've, we've gone through teams at molyneux like they've got a good dose of the shits let's be honest we've gone straight through them so <laughs> Let's let's be honest here. Man, we shouldn't be frightened of Man United, mm. but players for games. It's up to Gary O'Neill now to pick the squad to play against United. I don't like I said to you before. I don't think he'll play the dock. I don't think the dock's got enough pace for their wide men, and I think he could get rinsed. The intriguing one's going to be midfield. who's playing in midfield. Yeah, because I think if. He'll pick Lamina. He's your midfield general. He's a tank. So, he's going to break I everything. I personally do not think you can drop uh, Tommy Doyle. I think he's come into the no. squad. and He's been man of the match virtually every game since. I mean, Joe Gomez has out, been out of the squad. I don't see him coming straight into the... In. Think about it as well, Dave. Tommy Doyle has a family history that runs straight through the veins of Manchester City. He's got... Family members that have played over the decades for Man City. It's it's in his blood almost. Now I love him. I love him thumping our our motto. Obviously, any fan supporter loves a player that grabs the shirt and plays for the shirt. What he did in the corner flag yesterday was pure quality. The only thing he, he failed to do, Dave, was pick one up and take a swig and <laughs> hand it back to him. 
because that's the sort of thing I would have done. But um, <laughs> he, he, for me, is the catalyst as well. Remember Bournemouth away? We were 1-0 down. Tommy Doyle comes on. The game changes, Dave. Completely changes. Flips it on his head. It's always positive with the lad. Uh, he would be majorly unlucky if he's dropped against Man United. Because I think playing against Man United, I think he can absolutely pummel them, Dave. I think he's I better think, than Man United. I, I think you're right. And I, and I think he is going to be an interesting contender for Player of the Year, actually. The way mm. he's got it. He's, he's come into the side because we were short and, he wouldn't, and, he's, and he's grabbed the shirt. And... You know, when, that's what they say. When you've got, when you get your chance, you've got to take it. And to me, he's take it. And he's also a leader. He's a leader. The, you seen him yesterday when he was going like this to the fans and stuff like that. And when he came on against Brentford away, he literally, like you said, single handedly took the scruff, took the game by the scruff of the net and carried us. And then we had Pedro came on. And the goal that he scored, he's got quality. He can pass the ball. He's got range. I think he. We did something on the stats. He won a hundred percent of the tackles that he went in for. You know, it's he's a, he's a real talent, and we're going to buy him for four point three million pounds or whatever it is in the summer. There's no doubt about it that we're going to trigger that. And this guy, I'm telling you now, he's going to be worth forty, fifty, sixty million in two or three years' time. And okay, City will take off of whatever happens, but he's a, he, he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, we're just going to touch on uh, touch on the um, the crowd trouble because we need to talk about that and get your perspectives on it. Uh, Lucas, first of all, watching it uh, from home, what was your take on, on, on it and how were you feeling when it happened? Were you a bit bewildered? I was like, a bit confused at the start because I was still celebrating Cunha's goal. Um, with the family and I've looked at the TV screen and just showing all um, the police with the West Brom fans so I thought a Wolves player's gone up there and celebrating and they're all trying to get on the pitch Yeah. then I've started watching the TV more and calming down and then like I've seen all the West Brom players um, going to the stands I thought the fans got badly hurt and then I saw Jose and Cunha get pushed away and then they started saying there's some incident happened in the stands. But then you saw a massive swath of people running across uh, the pitch as well. So I wasn't too sure what was going on. And then I texted you because I wasn't knowing if um, the fans were told of what was happening in the stadium. So um, when I found out, I just texted you straight away. And um, um, then I just realised what happened. 
but there's too much to know that what happened. The clubs have said they're looking at CCTV with the police, but too many people are saying too many different things. Like some West Brom fans have also said today it was um, Cunha's dad was celebrating in the West Brom end, um, and then saying apparently somebody was going to chuck some of the Doherty when he was celebrating in front of the fans. There's too much. I tell you what, there's no way that Cunha's dad would need to try and get a ticket into the Albion home end. I mean, come on, there's there's plenty of tickets in the Wolves end, and there were a lot of their families were in there. You know, you saw Samido's wife posted on Instagram and stuff. They're all in there. I mean, Cunha's dad in the uh, in the Albion away end. That's it's pathetically ridiculous. Absolutely, Kashmir. You know, your view on it from where you were. I mean. You know, were you like a bit, you know, what's going on? Because you were quite high up, so you probably had a, to that side, so you had a probably a good, a good aerial view of it. Yeah, so I was right in the, 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 the last row in the last row uh, in the in the first block uh, within within our fans closest, obviously towards the the Albion fans as to where their block was um, was one of the two um, the two bits going um, to to, to bit, bits of trouble. Um, obviously, it is. Um, I did obviously wonder, but obviously, the, 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 it obviously came quite clear as to where something had gone off. Um, and it obviously, uh, obviously, the how it transpired is in, just ridiculously disappointing. Um, and there's obviously, as we absolutely everyone else has, has rightly said, there's no place in football for it, and there should never be. Knowing as to um, we're meant to be a family game uh, for, for 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 folks who rise up and down, up and down the land, no matter who they support. Um, and seeing the fact that Carl Bartley, the Albion captain, had to drag, basically get his kids out of there is, um, I think, just a really poor sign on on anybody and everybody who was involved. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a really it puts a bit of a stain on obviously of, 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 otherwise a, a really decent uh, game, uh, knowing as to uh, uh, with how the fans I think uh, behave themselves on the whole. Obviously, as was pointed out earlier, it is a minority of fans. 99.8% of everyone else at Molyneux uh, at the Hawthorns yesterday were impeccable from what I could from what I could see and observe. Uh, obviously, the, the chance and everything is the usual banter which we would expect. Um, but it's just such a shame that there's a, a very small minority who um, have only one intention, and that was to, to cause the trouble they did. And hopefully the, the letter of the law will deal with them accordingly. Thanks, mate. I appreciate your insight on that. Sooty, um, whereabouts in the, whereabouts in the, uh, the Smethic end were you? Um, so I was just, um, you know, where all the police were in the corner where Tommy Doyle had the... The bottles thrown at him. I was towards that end, Dave, halfway up. Yeah. And what's your your sort of take on it? Because I thought, like I said, many of us have said, I and mean, we, we, you know, about it up until Cunha's goal. I thought it was the atmosphere was fantastic from both sets of fans with the banter and stuff like that. What's your kind of take on what happened? Look, look, Dave. Look, you. you I'm not going to say about what I've seen at football and done at football over the years. I've been at Wolves for 47 years. I started going on my own, home and away at 16. <clears throat> football violence, Dave, has been around since 1880. The first 
ever instance of football violence was in a game versus Preston against Aston Villa in 1880, where Villa lost 5-0. Rocks, stones, bricks. A player was knocked unconscious. Battens. Everything was used. This isn't a modern day thing. right? It has been going on for decades upon decades upon decades. You are never going to be any safer inside a football ground than what you are now. This is the safest it's ever been. You will get the odd little pocket of trouble. Take it from me yesterday, Dave. If you go back to the late 80s, early 90s, yesterday, mate, they wouldn't even have stopped the game in the late 80s. It would have carried on. So we've got to get this into perspective. The press have made a lot of this. Albion fans was pushing the police, and one policeman got his helmet knocked off. So he's give the other lad a he's give the one lad a bat, and you'd have seen him trudge around the ground with blood coming out of him. And he's rightly so, yeah. you, you you can't do it. But let's go back to uh, just briefly to sort of late eighties, playing Millwall away on a Tuesday night. And you're caged in like animals. We were treated like animals, Dave. I was 17, 18. And you're having snooker balls and darts thrown at you. We don't see any of this anymore, Dave. So let's get it all in perspective. You have got to talk about it, Dave. But if you make this game too sterile, it's gone. Absolutely, so you... I mean, absolutely, and that's the that that's the thing that I, I think the point is. It, you want, you want the, you want that rivalry. You want the intensity. You want the atmosphere. You want the electricity. You want all the banter, and you want all of the the, the little things that you do around the game, and you want the bragging rights. But in this day and age, you can't be. When there's a lot of young kids that go and you know to the game, doing that. Back in the day, you know when they did this, and like I ain't ever been that type. You know, I've never. You know, I'm sort of like always walked away from these sort of things. I've had one fight in my life when I was at primary school, um, and the guy I was being bullied, and I lost it, and I hit the guy and I knocked him out. I thought I killed him. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where the, the anger came from when I was very young. And I've never hit anyone ever since. But like back in the day, they used to do it away from the grounds a lot of the time because they used to. Well, have they still little... do, Dave. They do still they? do. Look, don't think that four thousand and eleven Wolves supporters went there yesterday. I'm fifty four this year, Dave. I'm an old man. I don't want anything to do with that now. I go to watch the game. I want to take my lad who's fifteen. He's seen it. Do not think there is no violence at football matches. There would have been. At least 400 hardened Wolves lads there yesterday that would have been right up to have a bit of bother. Now, every single one of these people will be known to the police. Every club has got an assigned hooligan watch police officer or multiple police officers. They know their whereabouts, what they're doing, how they get to and from games. Every single week, they will be watched from the time they come out their house virtually to the time they go back home. They know what they're doing. They'll be followed on trains. They won't go on on uh, club buses, a lot of them, because that's just too easy to get picked up. So they're 
they're they're clever these lads they're clever so they know what they're doing to not get caught now it'll always be there but the run-of-the-mill fan that goes in a wolf shirt dave and a wolf scarf will never see any of it they'll get no trouble whatsoever you you won't i promise you now it has never been safer but you have to be careful. I mean, I stood there yesterday laughing at it, Dave, because it was handbags at first dawn to me. It was just like, this is funny. This is funny because that if those police had moved away from that corner flag where all them Albion lads was coming, I guarantee you now, Dave, they wouldn't have encroached the pitch. You reckon it's like not? an invisible lot. No, it's the only time those two sets of supporters are going to have a go at each other, Dave is outside that ground you are the safest people inside that ground cctv camera every single police officer has got one on his on his lapel they've got us all dave you will be on a camera somewhere dave you cannot, well you cannot get away with anything inside the ground anyone that encroached that pitch yesterday will be getting a lifetime ban from west bromwich albion west bromwich albion are going to get the biggest fine dished out for decades, Dave. Absolutely. And they might even get a behind. They might even get a stadium ban as well. Well, they, I, I don't think they'll get that because they're in a very precarious position at the moment, where every penny counts. The owner that they don't like will have been sat there yesterday with his head in his hands, thinking, "I can't. What? What is happening here? I can't afford this." They're in big trouble. If they don't come up, Dave, that financially, they're pretty much screwed, mate. So, But don't think by these young lads that go to football, these two young lads have got decades and decades in front of them. I'm at the beginning of the runway here, Dave. I'm 54. I hope I've got a few years left. I've seen far more than I hope they'll ever see to do with this sort of thing. But it's safer now. It's, and I encourage everybody, if you want to take your kids, don't use that as a barometer because it's it just, it's so rare. Well, exactly. And I think that's the reason why it's made so much headlines because it's a very big rarity. And you're right, the press are going to pick up on it. Everyone's going to pick on it because you, you don't see it anymore. And I think it shocked a lot of us yesterday in the ground that that actually happened. And the, at the end of the day, there's an investigation going on by the police. You're right. Every single one of them will be caps on camera and I'll probably get a ban. Um, there'll be an investigation on how the tickets have got. The FA are looking into it. There'll be fines uh, that will be coming down Albion's way. The Wolves fans in the stadium yesterday that were in the prop where they should be were fantastic. We were just, like, bemused. Let's all have a disco singing to them. Not one Wolves fan from the... Well, he took the piss away. out of them, Dave. We've we did. The out of them. We've laughed at them. Look at him. I mean, the lad that's walked around that looks like a cartoon character covered in blood. He's got so many pelters walking around. I mean, what an absolute dickhead. He's lost his season ticket. He'll never get in any football ground in the country again. What? Well, what time is it now? It's got to be 10 o'clock. What a prick, Dave. He is never getting in there again. Never. If that's well, his one passion, he won't get in there again. The same as the people that sold the the tickets. If you're a club, if Wolves say to us against Brighton, oh, all you season ticket holders, um, you can have an extra 
extra ticket each and do what you basically do what you want with it because we want this place full. They've asked for trouble, Dave. Yeah, I've been in away ends, mm. Dave. I've been in I've been in a lot of away ends, and if you're saying there's an etiquette at football, take it from me. When you're in the away end, there's an even greater etiquette because unless you want your head filled in, then yeah, um, you've got to behave. You know, if you they don't mind so much, Dave. If you sit there and you know you say nothing, uh, even when you score, when they score, if you just stand up, you know that nobody's going to give you any grief. But they've brought this all on themselves. It's no good saying, okay, this Wolves lad stood up and he's cheered. He, he's done the wrong thing. An Albion supporter sold him that, Dave. Yeah. I ain't sold it him. You've not sold it him. One of their own sold him that. There'll be loads of them. And let's not be fooled here, Dave. There's a lot of our lot do this at home as well. You I, come I, I was United saying earlier, Thursday. I wouldn't be surprised if there's Man United fans sitting There'll in the There'll be hundreds, home. Dave. Yeah. Manchester United are the most followed football club probably in the world. There will be hundreds. And there'll be people in at Wolves who will say, yeah, I'll sell you my ticket for 200 quid. They will do it. That's how it works, Dave. But you've got to have your wits about you if you do it. You can't go jumping up and down because you're going to get your head filled in. Absolutely. And and like you said, it wasn't, <coughs> it wasn't for the Albion fans to take it under themselves to drag him out. The stewards and the police would... That's the that's well, their I've job. Seen, I've seen out. people saying, "Oh, what if we get a fine?" Wolves will not get a fine of no. any description. That lad will get banned from football grounds. Who was in there the other day? Yeah. If he's not already banned, he could mm. already have a ban. And right, he so. could be under John Smith's name for um, as an Albion supporter, but he will never get in the ground again. That's that's fact. Right. Wolves will not suffer any consequences to do this. Not one Wolves fan encroached that football pitch the other day. Not one. We even had an appearance of Jimmy Savile, for God's sake. So, you know what I mean? Nobody encroached the pitch from the Smethwick end. Wolves were impeccable. And let's be honest, Dave, we've took the piss out of them big time. 100%. I think that rounds it up quite nicely, Sooty. Thanks ever so much for that. As always, Sooty will always say it how it is, and that's why we love him. Lucas, we're going to go back on to you now. Hopefully, you've managed to sort out your, uh, your sound issue. That seems to be sorted. Thank you very much. Um, Lucas, we're going to do, um, and then we're going to get on to the quiz, because we've got Jason backstage as well. Um, we're going to go with performance rating, Man of the match, highlight of the day, and your prediction for Manchester United. I think um, match rated 10. Uh, man of the match, I'll give it to uh, Kilman. I think he's proven in the big game he can be a good leader. And um, highlight of the day, when we scored, Messing's in all the West Brom fans. <laughs> and um, the United prediction saying 2-1 Wolves. 2-1. Catch, over to you. Highlight of the day can be anything. It can be eating a Balti pot if you want it to be, but there you go. Um, but I think as it's West Brom and as everybody has said, it's got to be a 10. I think our performance probably warrants an 8, um, but still, we did the job that we needed to, needed to do on the pitch. Man of the match, like Lucas, Max Kilman, absolutely imperious at the back. Very much, I think, really beginning to 
come to his own as captain um, and say some of the blocks and and, and, st- and some of the blocks he, he made yesterday were just terrific. And obviously the fact that his assist was the outside of his boot um, made it, I think, just even sweeter um, to playing to playing Cunha. Um, I think highlight highlight of the day um, probably Cunha celebration actually. It just signifies just how how much he loves playing in the wool shirt. How much he's thriving uh, in a wool shirt and the connection he's got with us. He's got that was obviously his eighth goal of the season yesterday. He's only two off his seasonal record as well, by the way, of ten when he was at Sion in 2017-18. So I suspect he will breach that and then some this season, which would be which would be fantastic. And then uh, prediction for Thursday, we're in great form at home. We've uh, haven't been we haven't lost in three and a half months at Molyneux. I think that as well as then United's. Um, um, shakiness, I think, will give us a 2-1 win. Love it. So, T? Um, I want to give it Kilman for the tackle. Great tackle. Still hear it now. It rings round the oh. Hawthorns, doesn't it? Fantastic tackle. And I do believe they'd probably have scored if he hadn't put that tackle in, though. Um, I'm going to give it a 10. It wasn't a 10 performance, but because of what happened, um, it's definitely a 10. If you beat your biggest rivals, it's a 10, especially away. And you teach them some manners and how to hold themselves within the game. As a whole, I think as a club, we were a 10. Um, moment of the day, Dave. No one's picked up on this yet, but no VAR. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great point. Great point. Fantastic. Game flowed. Referee made decisions. Linesmen put their flags up. Not one person complained about any decision. Amazing. That's a really, really good one. I like mm. that, yeah. It was In a great. game like that as well, Dave. And to celebrate and not have to worry about whether it's going to be checked. No, Nobody complained about any decision, Dave. Not one person. I've watched all the vlogs today. Albion and Wolves. You did the same as well, which is a, nobody, it's quite, it was nobody's quite, complained. There was a bit of a question mark about whether Cunha was offside. I saw on one of them. It was that <laughs> dad and the lad that were, 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 yeah, but, were talking, but, but he was definitely in reality. Offside. In reality, when it was given, no one moaned. Nobody, not not one person. So that was my moment of the day. And your score prediction? Three nil. Oh, that's confident. Right, guys, we are going to go on the quiz. We have got Jason that is going to be coming back to try and get the spoils again. I do want to say again a big thank you to Creation Wolf for powering the show. Um, Those of you that are first-time viewers, this is the penalty shootout quiz where I ask three questions, and I'm going to try and get one that's um, fair for all. Oh, is a good one. It is a good one. Right, so Kashmir, as it's your first one, you yes. can you got we have three penalties. This is a penalty shootout, right? Um, quiz Kashmir, as it's the foot your first one doing this, you've got the option to go first, second, third, or fourth in the penalty shootout. I'll go second. You're gonna go second, uh, Jason, as he's not been here for a while. Um, we're going to give you the opportunity to pick first, third, or fourth. I'll go first, Dave, because I've just noticed I'm on one percent battery. <laughs> right, so you're going first. Make sure you plug that in, then, mate. Um, 
Lucas, I'll give you the opportunity of going third or fourth. I'll go third. So, Sutty, you're coming up last, the last to take the spot kick. So, here we go. So, this is to Jason. Jason, where was John Richards born? Was it Brighton, Newcastle, Warrington or Wolverhampton? Warrington. Whoa, he's, no messing. He just one stride, puts it in the corner. It's, it's, it's in. Right, Cash. Cashmere, what was John Richards' nickname? Was it Greedy John, King John, Crazy John or Bomber John? Um, King John? Nicely put away. You, slot, you, you give the keeper the eyes and put it the opposite way. Right, Lucas. John Richards played for 14 years, made 485 appearances and scored a club record number of goals. But how many goals did he score for the club? Was it 194? This is an unlucky question, by the way. 194, 204, 254 or 255? Um, Places the ball down. He steps away. I'm going to have to go with the third one. So you're going with 254 goals? Yeah. Mate, as you've ran up, the grass has given way there's a, there's a, and you've slipped and you've basically kicked the ball and it's not gone to, it's not reached the edge of the six yard area. Unfortunately, it was 194. It was a, it's a terrible penalty. Um, and, Jason seems to have uh, disappeared. Hopefully, he'll be back shortly. Right, Sutty. Um, whose goal scoring record did John Richards beat? Was it Johnny Hancock's, Peter Broadbent, Derek Dugan, or Billy Hartill? I don't have to go for the Duke. I don't think it's right, though. You're going for the Duke. It's a good effort, but you've hit the post. Mm. You've hit the post. And uh, our penalty taker our penalty taker has uh, disappeared. So I'm going to send this uh, to step in to Josh. Uh, Josh, if you're watching, I'm sending you the link um, to come on until... Jason can get back on, so you can step in as substitute for Jason. Um, I'm sending Josh the link now. So, Josh, if you're there, can you come on and step in uh, for Jason? So, um, so far, we've got Jason's team with one. We've got uh, Kashmir with one. Lucas has missed badly. And Sutty, you've got what you did you you've um, You've yeah, yeah. So literally, Josh is just uh, is just joining us in replacement for for Jason until he comes back. Um, oh, so the answer, yes. Sorry, what was the answer? It was Billy Hartill. Sorry about that, Ray. Sorry about that, Ray. Right, Josh. So you're stepping into the breach as an emergency <laughs> substitution. It's a a concussion sub. <laughs> for Jason. It's up to do a good job then, so this could completely go pear shaped now, doesn't this? Yeah, so <laughs> right, Josh for Team Jason. 
Who broke John Richards' goal-scoring record? Was it Kelly Miller, Kenny Ivitt, Andy Mutch, or Steve Bull? And you basically side on, mate, for some reason. Oh, oh, there you go. Cashbeer's joining in with a trick as well. Can you pivot it on its side? What was the question again? So, um, yeah, who broke John Richards' John Richards' goal-scoring record? Was it Kenny Miller, Kenny Ivitt, Andy Mutch, or Steve Bull? Uh, it's got to be Steve Bull, isn't it? Is that your final answer? Yeah. This is going to pay a shape, isn't it? No, no, it's a really good penalty, mate. Coming off the bench and you've just, you've literally remained the keeper. The keeper's died <laughs> and you've dinked it down the middle. It's a, it's a good, it's a good one. Right then, Cash, uh, you're one <clears> out of one. Jason and Josh are two out of two. You've got this next penalty. John Richards scored his first goal for Wolves in a home game, which war which Wolves won 3-1 in September 1970. Who was the opposition that day? Was it Huddersfield Town, Itchwich Town, Everton, or Portsmouth? Oh goodness. Uh complete guess. I'll go with Huddersfield. Well, that's a bloody good guess because literally you've given the key, you've done a you've done a roll, you've stuttered up, the keeper's gone, and you've literally rolled it in the opposite corner. That's you know, nonchalant is what it is. Two out of two. Right, Lucas, the pressure is on. You need to score this really to keep in the uh, to keep in the uh, in the chance. How many times did John Richards win the first division with Wolves? Was it none, one, two? Or three. I'm going to go to John Potter. Two times. Right, you, you've you put it. You have actually reached the goal this time, but the you, the keepers, you've just hit it. You've, you've done a rabona, and the keepers not the rabona, and the keepers not taken it, and he's literally just stopped and just catched it like this as you've done it. It is actually zero none. Didn't win any. Sutty quite rightly said there. So you're nil out of two at the moment. So the next question is to Sutty. You need to get this right as well. It's not his inside leg measurement or something, is it? No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it should, you should get this one, to be fair. <coughs> How many times did John Richards win the League Cup with Wolves? Was it none, one, two, or three? Two. Absolutely top bin. It's two. Absolutely top bin. It's two. So that's one out of two. So you're still in. Uh, you're still in this. So Jason and Josh, the next one is to you. How many times did John Richards play for England? Josh, Jason. Was it none, one, two, or 21 times? As that's the curveball, I'm going to go 21. You're going for 21 times? Yeah. Mate, you've hit it over the roof. No, it was one time. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure what happened with that with that bit of grass, but you slipped and it's gone way over the roof. It's actually the it's one time. So, Cashmere, 
I ain't, I'm not, this is crazy, but your debut, you're on for a complete, if you get this, you're guaranteed to win the penalty shootout. Mm. Which Portuguese team did John Richards play for after leaving Wolves in 83? Was it Porto, Benfica, Maritimo or Estoril? Oh, wow. Uh, that is a, that's a proper curveball, I feel like. Uh, I'll go Porto. Porto? Mm. The keeper of the eyes. And he ain't bought it, mate. He's he's he knows you're going the opposite way, and he saved it. So when the pressure is on, it's saved. Uh... Luke, Luke, it's your last one. I'm going to have to start a new round here. Um, here we go. This one is who am I? Oh, I once played a game for Wolves, Lucas, wearing a Superman outfit. Was it Mark Kendall? John Burridge, Keith Downing, or Mike Stowell? Famous goalkeeper. It is a bit before your time, to be fair. I'll have to go in mixed style. It's a good effort. Um, to be fair, you've hit a really, really good penalty this time, but the keeper's dived and tipped it over the bar. So you're out, but you can be judge, you can be ref with me. Right, Sooty, you need to get this right to take it to sudden death with Josh, Jason and Cash. And it is, who am I? In the 1988-99 season, I was the only one to play all 52 of Wolves League and Cup games. Was I Mike Stowell, Simon Osborne, Keith Cowell or Dean Richards? What year was it, Dave? 98-99 season. Played in every, it was the only player to play in all 52 Wolves League games. Mike Stowell, Simon Osborne, Keith Girl or Dean Richards? I want to go for Keith Curl. Keith Cow, mate, you you put it round the post. It was the keeper, Mike Stowell. Mike Stowell. So Sooty is eliminated. Uh, and we have. You've done good, Josh, stepping in for Jason. It's Josh, Jason, or Jason, Josh, the the JJ. We'll call you JJ. Double J. It is debut. Right. So, Josh, you're first up. I was one of Wolves' longest-serving goalkeepers, and my nickname was the Cat. Was I Carla Williams, Bill Parks, Burt Williams, or Paul Bradshaw? It is. That is what you call. You know, did you see that goal that um, the Sheffield Wednesday keeper hits back in the day against Kevin the Pressman? It was one of them, mate. It was the Thunderbolts. That's like John Smith's of penalties, that is. Cashmere, <laughs> the pressure is on. A pass on you awaits. You're in front of the South Bank. You need to score this to continue the penalty shootout. George Best stated in his, in his autobiography that I was the player he most admired. Was it... Peter Knowles, 
Jimmy Murray, Ron Flowers, or Peter Broadbent? Again, total stab in the dark there, and I'm several generations behind. Um, but I'll go with I'll go with Ron. You're going with Ron Flowers. Sooty's shaking his head. Do you know the answer? Peter Broadbent. Peter Broadbent. So, Kashmir, it is an honourable first edition. I hope you've enjoyed it. Josh, JJ, Jason, Josh, whatever. Jason, you, <laughs> you've come in as super... You are literally the super sub that you've come <laughs> in last one. And before you go, do you want to do a score prediction for uh, Man U? Um, 2-1. Wolves. 2-1 for Wolves. Guys, we're literally just coming up to two hours. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's been great fun. We've chewed the fat on so many things. Thanks to all my guests. Thanks for all of you guys in the uh, in the chat that's joined in. Uh, if you've just subscribed, there's quite a few of you that subscribed for the first time tonight. Thank you ever so much. And obviously, there'll be a load of you that will watch it back on Catch Up on YouTube. And then it'll be out. Uh, Emma, our producer, will be putting it out on all podcast providers in the morning. Um, thank you for joining us. You know, the black country is ours. The black country is ours. And the cup run and the cup dream is still on. And so is the top off finish. And even Sooty, what else is still on? Europe. Europe is still on as well. So let's hope we do beat uh, the Red Devils <coughs> thing in. And there will be a video coming out tomorrow with Beth from the United Stand and, of course, all the uh, the preview coming up. And uh, if you haven't seen my match vlog from the Baggies, make sure you watch. Did you watch that, Sutty? Did you watch it back? Very nice. good. Thank you very much. Right. Good night. God bless from all of us. Until the next one, always Wolves. And thanks to uh, Creation Wolf again for powering the show. Always Wolves, everyone. Well done, everyone. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.